Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. You know, I had no idea the power and reach of Dr. Rasha Batar. Oh, I know it was big and it was good, but oh my gosh, he outdid himself last Wednesday's Outside the Box. He reached in and he got his opening to Advanced Medicine Monday played, and TMB didn't know what hit him. Dr. Batar, you know, how did what happened? How did rumor, he rumor has it he actually flew to Minnesota to do that. He went to GCN and took. How did you do that, Dr. Batar? Well, guys. I would love to say that I did this or that or the other, but, you know, when the energy is right, you don't have to do anything. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's was, somebody somebody at GCN. It was about as much effort as uh, breathing. Uh, I, I, so I, I, I don't know. I swore that you got, you got him back for showing up on your Monday show. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to Ty. I actually <laughs> have no idea how it happened, and... If you guys want to make it like uh, that I pulled a fast one, hey, great, but I'll tell you the truth. I have no idea that it happened, and here's the thing. You know, you know that, that old uh, adage that if you're going to never fail to take a good, clean shot when you've got it, but here's the thing. If you're going to take a good, clean shot, you got to make sure that it's actually worth taking that good, clean shot. Otherwise, what's the point? And if I wanted to get Ty, I yes. certainly would not be trying to get our opening for Medical Rewind Advanced Medicine Monday's played on Wednesday. It would be something much bigger. Well, like here, here, fire ants in his pants. Or like that. Here's a quote from TMB when he heard it happen. Oh man! <laughs> oh my gosh, Doctor Batar, amazing. Well, we had a we had a good laugh with it and, and uh, opened up as we do. And you know, the people love the laughter. Uh, TMB was out at uh, uh, an integrative health conference in California, and that was, again, uh, the biggest thing. They love listening to these messages that we deliver and also uh, going a little, uh, let's say, uh, how to say off kilter, but, uh, you know, just looking at it askew once in a while so we can laugh at some of the, the things that are horrific that are happening just so we can get through it all. Well, it's easy for Ty to be off kilter because he is off kilter. So it uh, <laughs> doesn't take much effort for him. So you better hope he's napping now because he might find a way. He might find a way you next week when I'm in napping. London. You know he's he's listening to the show like he does every week, and he's probably <laughs> skyping you and I right now. And unfortunately, I'm not on Skype right now. I don't know if you can see messages coming in from him, <laughs> but uh, I don't think we've ever said anything about Ty on the show, and he hasn't responded in less than five minutes. <laughs> that is true, but he could be napping. I know he was tired. He got home really late. Listen, what I want to start with today, uh, for some, it's a celebration. Five years of Obamacare. Five years. The fifth anniversary, and a, a progressive liberal lefty doctor wrote the five reasons to celebrate Obamacare's fifth anniversary. And I wanted to get a sense if, if, if we are in agreement, if you are in agreement with any of these five. And the, fir the first, as he counts down from five to one, he says... Caring for your health won't cost you your wealth. His argument saying, for the first time in 50 years, people are not double-checking their pocketbook before they decide to go to a doctor. I, I just don't find that to be a true statement. Well, it's not a true statement. I mean, I think we've, I think we've already uh, established, and even, even the opposition has established that the cost has gone up. 
Um, I think that there's a story that Don actually had in there that talks about how the U.S. healthcare system wastes $750 billion a year. I guess we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we talk about the, the true essence of this healthcare policy, the Obamacare, is really nothing more than a new tax. Yeah, well, and a, a new tax that they say you can't escape under penalty, if you will, a fine, uh, which then they said it wasn't a tax, but it was a tax. That was a whole confusion. Did we lose Robert? Oh, well, I guess we must have lost Robert. I thought you guys lost me. It got really quiet there, and I'm like, uh... <laughs> okay. So if you and I, either you and I have uh, maintained our connection, we've lost the radio show, or we're still on Oh, live, no, so. no, no. Hey, let's let's check with the board up. Matt, uh, did Robert drop? You did. Okay. Well, I guess we better continue. Oh, that's awesome! I don't. You know what? I was doing some uh, some production work in the background. So, so uh, what what are we talking about, Doctor Batar? Well, I think we were talking about Obamacare, but I think that since Robert's not on the air, we should be talking about Robert right now. I know, huh? We could do all kinds <laughs> of stuff while he's off there. But yeah. Anyway, you know the reason why we wanted to open it up is because they're trying to say, you know, there's all these reasons as to why you shouldn't you be celebrating the fifth year anniversary of Obamacare. Um, what well, is it exactly we're me, celebrating? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, that when somebody has to point out that somebody has to uh, have a celebration for something, then it's obviously not something that anybody wants to celebrate because it has to be pointed out that it's time to celebrate it. Follow yeah, you, you notice that they aren't having a surprise uh, party for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't see the party hats and people coming in with the little blow horns and all that kind of stuff. But you know, no. the thing is that that story that you've got actually listed as one of the things you need to cover, and I just I haven't even read it yet, but um, no. like usual, but uh, seven hundred and fifty is a billion, seven hundred fifty billion dollars that we uh, U.S. waste in healthcare. Uh, yeah, that's not something we should be celebrating, is it? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't put that. That doesn't belong billion. on the resume of somebody who's supposed to be uh, getting the uh, the retirement party, but. Um, what, yeah. What's the uh, reference to that? Can you, uh, have you read that? Because I obviously have not. So what was the reference? Where was that published at? Uh, the sev- well, actually, this was put out by a, a website called Natural Society. Anthony Gutierrez did some writing there uh, for a while over at InfoWars. Gutierrez? Um, Gutierrez, yeah. Gucci. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, whatever. DC, you know, it's the same thing. <laughs> Hey, dude, but I anyway, just got, this... like, lightning bolted off the air. My apologies uh, to everyone there. It was like no, no, somebody reached no. in and went, boom. I didn't even uh, know you were gone, Robert. Where, where... Yeah, massive oh, okay. power. I'm glad that you didn't. That's good. Anyway. To to <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, uh, Batar was asking where the reference point was on the story about the $750 billion being wasted by the uh, the medical industry. Uh, this is actually from a report that came out of the Institute of Medicine. So it's it's not something somebody just made up. It's an actual uh, report. Uh, the report's called Best Care at Lower Cost, A Path to Continuously Learning Healthcare in America. And this was released in 2012. But that's where the report comes from, where they came up with that number. So that's uh, almost a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. A trillion dollars, you know, well, I shouldn't say it's only $250 billion short of a trillion dollars, but that isn't exorbitant amount of wastage well and, and get this, this. Actually, get this this number was released three years ago and so they just kind right. of swept it under the carpet three years ago they knew this well it actually is very interesting because the mortality rate from 
pathology that is correctable by surgery is exactly the same in the U.S., in Canada, and in the U.K. But here's the funny thing. The number of surgeries that are done in Canada for the same types of pathologies that can be corrected is twice that of the U.K., and in the, in the United States, it's four times that of the U.K. So we have four times the amount of surgery that's necessary to correct the same condition. The mortality rate is exactly the same, but we do four times as many surgeries. So that shows that, uh, and this is, this is old, really old information, so that actually supports the data that you uh, found, Don, that came out a couple of years ago. So it, yeah. it, the amount of wastage is just unbelievable. And we talk about things like world hunger and we you know, talk about how many people could be fed on the planet for $750 billion. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the statistics they put in here is that that is enough to cover the health care costs for 150 million U.S. workers. Hey, there's your Obama. What do you do Obamacare? You know, <laughs> let's, just, let's just use the money we're wasting and we'll cut, get everybody covered. Well, it kind of reminds me of that issue when they were talking about the bailout for the for GM and you know some of the other big companies where there was a bailout, and they were talking about the stimulus package to stimulate the economy, and somebody came up with this. Okay, the amount of money that they're going to do for the stimulus, where they bailed out the banks, bailed out GM. Hey, let's take the 300 million Americans, and then let's say okay, half of those are working Americans, the rest are kids or retirees. Okay, let's just take. Um, forget about that. Let's forget about the demographics. Let's just say every American citizen gets a cut, an even cut. And it came out to something like, I don't remember what it was, I think it was something like 450000 almost a half a million dollars per American. And they said, okay, how about that for a stimulus package? Because if everybody's got that money, every people are going to buy stuff, they're going to go into business, they're going to create things. You talk about a stimulation of the economy, that's a massive way to do it rather than try to bail out some companies that have already failed. Yeah, it's interesting, the economics of that. So where did all of it go to bail out the bankers who have been giving loans to who knows if these entities are even real? And that's another part of the economic equation. Uh, Mike Adams just wrote a very scary piece about the uh, a collapse potentially of the European Union based on what's happening with Greece. Greece is going back to Germany and say, wait a second, we never got repaid on the gold you took from us in World War II as well as other uh, money you stole from I mean it's it's getting not that it hasn't been ugly for a long time but it's like how long can they keep pumping the drugs the morphine until the patient can no longer function and in Obamacare of course the basis for that was to mandate participation in the allopathic medical monopoly when people were leaving it you know a hundred years after the Flexner report of 1910 and one of the things that this progressive doctor says in applauding Obamacare five years in is that well, look, you know, the Republicans should be happy about it because, for instance, in, in Republican counties where 18.5% of the people didn't have insurance, now it's only 13%. But the thing is, and Superdon pointed this out, I think, last week, if you force people under threat of fine or some law, some form of punishment to participate, you're going to get people to sign up. That's not, There's no great shakes about that. It's, what was the uh, argument that you used of Kim Jong-un said, uh, if anybody uh, goes to see a South Korean movie, you will be shot. And look, 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 no one's going to see South Korean movies anymore. It worked. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it, it was funny. It's interesting yeah. with benefits. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so, uh, listen, I'm not impressed with anything that uses force and fraud, and Obamacare has done that. 
Sure, you can point one person that may have got covered or a few, but again, at what cost when you violate the fundamental human freedom to say no to a form or a system that they do not wish to participate in? We got something we do want to participate in. It's called Advanced Medicine with Dr. Rasha Bittar, MedicalRewind.com. If you miss a show, you got lots more healing to go coming up after this break. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. If you ever miss a moment of advanced medicine, medicalrewind.com, the place, uh, hundreds of hours, literally hundreds of hours now available of healing wisdom and some some level of irreverence, too, uh, tackling tough issues that often are not tackled in this way with Dr. Rasha Batar each week here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, including to the international best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. My Aunt Ruthie, I'm going to see her in England this weekend. She still talks about you because I gave her, you know, my copy of the book. And yes, you did replace it. Thank you, Doctor Batar. But she she loves you. She says, "What about Doctor Batar? How's he doing?" Well, tell give her my regards. That's very nice. I, I absolutely will. He, she, I I think it's so adorable. Between my mom and her, they're they're big fan club for you. Well, yeah, I met your mom at uh, what was it, a Doctor King's event in Asheville? Yeah, yeah. When we had the uh, the Healing Revolution, that was awesome. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, you know, celebration, cool. nice. five years out of Obamacare, 2010, Portable Unaffordable Care Act, known as Obamacare, 100 years beyond the Flexner Report, and this progressive doc. And listen, I, you know, it's not like I'm picking on progressives. I know your your brother, Shahid, who I love and, and respect immensely, he's, he's brilliant, uh, you know, tends to be, you know, wanting to help others. But, again, we talk about not using the heavy hand of government, the, the force and the government gun to force you to do these things. And this Obamacare is all about the use of government force to threat a threat of fine, maybe jail time, as uh, Pelosi once said. But number one on the list is this guy saying, hey, this is a civil rights thing. More minorities than ever are participating in health care. But it's not. It's not health care. Well, it, this is an interesting point because it has all, and a lot of people don't know this, but it has always been against the law for any hospital to turn any person away for any type of medical condition. It has always been illegal. They can get, it's actually a violation of the COBRA law, and it's a half a million dollar fine to a hospital if they, one, turn away a patient, or two, they take a patient that comes to their hospital and they, it's what we call in medicine, buff and turf, meaning you buff them up, cover them up with a bandit, and send them off to a higher echelon of support to a major medical center, that is illegal and it is fineable by half a million dollars okay per event this was that this, this was when i was in uh, still practicing emergency medicine this is in 1999 okay uh, yeah nine let's see wait a second i'm sorry uh my last er shift that i did was in 1999 because i opened up my practice in 1996 that was four years into my practice and then i stopped doing er medicine because we got too busy the point is that in 1996 even and so this, we're talking 19 years ago, Robert. Any person that needed any type of urgent or emergent care for any reason would have it, could and could actually walk in, get whatever kind of care, and walk out, and never have to pay anything, which many people did. Of course, you may get a bill from the hospital, and you know, uh, but 
bills from the hospital. I mean, it's like if, if it's your life, what difference does it make? It's not like somebody's going to turn you away. So now when we celebrate and talk about, okay, uh, minorities participating in healthcare, that, that doesn't make any sense. If, in fact, anything, there was abuse of uh, the emergency rooms where people would come in and say, oh, well, I didn't have enough money to buy Motrin over the counter, mm-hmm. so I came to the emergency room. Or, oh, I didn't have enough money to buy aspirin over the counter, so I came to the emergency room. So there was a lot of abuse in that way, too. But now when they're talking about um, that they're trying to make this, that this such a such a advantageous thing for people that can't afford, that couldn't afford health care before, that's for the chronic, uh, everyday, palliative-type medicine, and that's actually barbaric. It was probably a better thing for people not to be able to afford it because they just weren't getting yeah. hurt. Now they're getting hurt by being put on all these drugs that are creating more issues than altering their physiology sure. and causing other you, types you've, of issues. You've mandated their participation in disease creation and disease management machinery, not health care. And as you said, emergency trauma, allopathic medicine, that's legitimate. There is insurance for that, that if you could have true catastrophic coverage, would be largely affordable. And in those cases where it wasn't, there were charity hospitals available and people that were willing but to even, support even, even when there were charity hospitals, at no hospital was allowed to turn you away, a tra- emergency victim. Right. Exactly. No, you're right. And so the whole idea of Obamacare is a ruse to begin with. And, and I'm not saying it's Obama's fault because it, it could have been a Republican, progressive Republican in there to try to mandate it like Romney did in, in Massachusetts. The point is allopathic pharmaceutical mon- monopoly medicine had to find a way to stop the attrition, to stop people from leaving. And that was the way to make it mandatory mandatory and when it's mandatory it means you are not free it means on some level you are a slave to some system and the allopathic system is not a good system to be a slave to so and robert i know we're going to break but thomas jefferson said when a people allow a government to dictate the food they put in the mouth all right stand by medical to the body robert scott bell show the robert scott bell show Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. All right, once again, links are up at robertscabell.com, including to the international bestseller, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, as well as uh, medicalrewind.com, where you can listen to hundreds of hours uh, nonstop, if you like. You can go on a, a binge on advanced medicine with Dr. Batar and RSB here, uh, and you'll be healthier for it. Although, uh, d- definitely include your family so they know where you are and that you're safe. <laughs> Now, Dr. Bittar, you had uh, you, uh, mentioned one of my favorite quotes, and I want people to hear it again, especially new listeners, from Thomas Jefferson. I think it's always important. Oh, yeah. I think we can't say it enough. Yeah, Tom, Thomas Jefferson uh, said that this is 250 years ago or close to that, um, that when a government, when a people allow a government to dictate the food they put in their mouths and medicines to put into their bodies, their souls will soon be in the same sorry state as those who live under tyranny. And that's exactly where we are now, if you think about it. And, you know, we've talked about this so many times before, Robert, how the forefathers had such insight. It was almost as if they had a magic, uh, what do they call those, those uh, crystal balls that you can look into the future, or they could, you know, had a time machine, they could travel in the future, see what the problems are, come back and say, Mm -hmm. this is going to be the problems in the future, so let's write the Constitution to prevent people from having these issues or having at least a clear direction as to how they should operate when these dilemmas come up. And... It's amazing to me that the forefathers not only saw it, 
but the fact that it's written down and that we, as a people, have not been in awe, one, not been in awe of what the forefathers did and how they foresaw the future, but two, that said, well, wait a second, our forefathers saw this coming, mm-hmm. they've already given us clear direction of what we need to do, and so we can't go down this path. And yet, what do we do? We lay complacent and allow, you know, us to be, the, the sheeple to be herded off like lemmings off the side of the cliff. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, th- this is the concern I have, like, the, 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 the do-gooder progressive. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice man uh, that said, hey, these are the five reasons we should celebrate the fifth year of Obamacare. But to claim this is a civil rights issue, as you said, nobody was being turned away from emergency care. And that was really the, as we've talked about, the legitimate role for allopathic medicine. But the rest of the stuff, it's much more dangerous, as I've said for so many times, for so many years, right here on this program. The most dangerous thing you can have is really good medical insurance because it ensures that you will get every test, every drug, every injection, every knife that they could throw at you, even if it's inappropriate. And in that story on $750 billion of waste in the allopathic medical monopoly, it includes fraud, it includes deceit, it includes some of these issues like improper testing or double charging on procedures. So uh, tell me that that's really what we needed. It wasn't. Well, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because back in, um, I believe it was in Gordon Goldberg's first edition of Alternative Medicine, I believe it was 1992 or 1993 when that book came out, and there was a cardiologist, I'm sorry, excuse me, a cardiothoracic surgeon that was from Vanderbilt, and another one that was from, I don't remember, I think maybe Emory, maybe from your alma mater somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were two cardiothoracic surgeons from two different, very well-known prestigious medical universities who came out and stated publicly that 96 to 98% of all PTCAs, percutaneous transluminal coronary angioplasties, that's where they send the balloon into the vessel, into the heart vessel, and expand it. And 99% of all cabbages, coronary artery bypass grafts, bypass surgeries, were unnecessary, right? Now, that some people would say, well, that's, uh, you know, that's just somebody's opinion. No, these are two teaching hospital cardiothoracic surgeons that made that, uh, made these statements publicly. And then shortly thereafter, within about two to three years, there were a number of doctors, including two from California that went to jail after it was discovered and proven in court that they were doing surgeries unnecessarily because they were getting, you know, whatever the financial remuneration for each one of these surgeries was. And they were just doing unnecessary bypass surgeries on people. So, wow, yeah. So this is, and this isn't new information. I mean, we're not talking no, about No, no, it's not new. How about the two UC Davis ago. physicians that were caught injecting fecal material into the brain's of cancer patients to, 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 to argue that maybe the immune system will see the crap in their brains and will start attacking the cancer cells. I mean, this is the crazy stuff that they do. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's so, unbelievable. Uh, wow. hey, let's, let's help some folks out there. We actually have a, a question coming in, so uh, it's time to play our theme for that. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> All right, we do have a question of the day, and this relates to the ladies out there and the, and the, the, the men who might love them, too. So, uh, yeah, we play that one that we get questions, uh, Dr. Batar. I've never heard that before. Well, you know, we got to throw a, a couple of twists and turns in there. You've been at this for years. We don't want to get aboard for a second. Well, I kind of like that. I like that little introduction for a question. We should do that every time there's a question. 
Okay, we'll do that from now on. Super D, he's approving. So uh, this is from Tamala, uh, and she says, uh, Hey, Robert, Dr. Batar, I briefly heard you guys mention a, a, a pregnancy protocol at one point, but wasn't paying attention very good. I guess her English is not very good, but uh, that's beside the point. I'm not, not judging. I'm just hearing my wife's voice. When I screw up like that, she tells me, no, 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 it's not that. Uh, but she cares. Uh, she says her daughter, Tamala's daughter, is nine weeks pregnant and is sick as a dog. She's in Vegas to help her. So she's visiting her daughter to help her. She says she needs some remedies for her. Last time she lost a lot of weight and became so dehydrated she literally ended up hospitalized. Please help. Now, I can throw out some homeopathic remedies, but have you dealt with a lot of ladies that are dealing with uh, pretty intense uh, morning sickness? Oh, I, I was at a loss there for a second. I didn't understand what the question was. I understand now. So this is actually a lady that's concerned about her daughter who's pregnant who's vomiting a lot. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, well, you, you um, are the expert here in homeopathics. I would, you know, there's certain things that we would look at from an emergency type standpoint, from a, from a you know, potential uh, catastrophic type of thing that could happen to a uh, either the woman or to the baby. A standpoint, and I can kind of give some suggestions there, but uh, why don't you sure. start with the homeopathic first? Sure, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the homeopathic remedies are the classic uh, nausea vomiting remedies like Ipecac, which if you gave in an allopathic form would cause you to vomit. If you give in a homeopathic form, it often takes away the urge to vomit. Uh, this is also utilizing the poison nut that is also known as strychnine, but we're not going to use strychninum in homeopathic form. In this case, we'll use the actual nut, which is called Nux Vomica, N-U-X Vomica, V-O-M-I-C-A. Also an excellent, excellent remedy. I usually proceed it by the use of a homeopathic remedy known as Bryonia Alba because it also is a liver polycrest, and I always see the liver at play in here. I perceive that some degree of the morning sickness is about the body the mother that's hosting this new life is trying to detoxify violently in some cases to protect the baby. That's just a theory of mine. It's not mine alone. Other people have discussed it. But, yes, if there are severe issues like dehydration and uh, electrolytic imbalances, that becomes a life-threatening issue where you need some form of intervention, Dr. Batar. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what I was going to make the suggestions. You know, you want to make sure that the mineral status is uh, being maintained and uh Sometimes there's some natural things and some things that people have said, well, these are old wives' tales, but they're really not. Carbonated uh, water, like club soda, or uh, not that I drink soda, regular soda, but sometimes having something like a diluted carbonated beverage, like uh, what's that thing, the Sprite, you know, that's, that's sometimes it's got a little bit of sugar in it. It can help to uh, break that cycle. That's just something that somebody can do anywhere, but really some mineral status you need to be concerned about and hydration status you need to be concerned about. Right. If, as long as a mineral status and hydration status is maintained, um, I think most people uh, can come out of it relatively unscathed. There is a really, really good uh, homeopathic remedy uh, that is an herbal homeopathic remedy. Robert, you, said, you mentioned the Epicac, but there's something else so for nausea, there's also um, arsenicum album, which, again, a lot of the more toxic medicines, if you will, from nature are the most profound in, in dealing with these acute violent responses in, in humans and animals. That's why arsenicum album is also one that's indicated here. I think that's the one that I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't remember the name. Thank you for bringing that one up. And then another thing is that sometimes there's a lot of uh, gastric distress and so sometimes to help negate some of the acid 
um, there's, there's a like a hyper responsive uh, parietal cell release, and so there's a lot of gastric acid that's usually released also, and that also contributes to some of the nausea. And that's one reason having something like um, you know a, a breads or, or crackers helps to settle the stomach down. It's really more. Correct me if I'm Robert, right, Robert, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean I'm not sure if you've heard the same thing. This is again one of those old wives' tales, but the but the crackers seem to absorb a lot of the acid in the stomach and helps to settle things down. Breads or something like that. Some, some sure, yeah, and like that's that, that's pretty commonly used. I mean. Uh, I haven't had to address that. My wife, you know, during pregnancies, she had the most amazing pregnancies. No morning sickness. She said she felt the best in the world, and yet the the the, the deliveries were very hard on her. Whereas some women have horrible pregnancies, and their deliveries are like snap of the you know the finger, and it's done. So everybody has a different experience in here. But I, I'm glad we were able to answer uh, Tamala's question, and hopefully we'll help her daughter out with some of these ideas. One other thing that I'll suggest is that I've heard people say it has really helped. I know it sounds a little strange, but the more you exercise, the better the pregnancy, the easier the delivery. So the more you exercise during pregnancy, the easier the pregnancy and the um, easier the delivery. And that may be something that, from a prevention standpoint, I I know personally of uh, one of my staff members, uh, doesn't work for me anymore, but she did for a number of years before she moved away, and that was one of the things that, she actually had a terrible time with her first pregnancy, and then um, she started. She lost a lot of weight after her second preg- after she uh, delivered. She's been overweight and really got involved with a pretty regular exercise program. And in her second pregnancy, she maintained that exercise program. And it wasn't anything to do with the sex of the children. They were both girls. And that was one of the things she said, you know, that I, she told me, Dr. Train, you know, I, I, how bad my pregnancy was. And this pregnancy is so much better, and I don't understand mm-hmm. why it won't be the difference. And it was all exercise. I, I believe it was exercise. And when I told her that and she pointed that to her, she agreed. Yes, and also, uh, here's since we're on pregnancy, uh, childbirth tip of the day, uh, the homeopathic remedy colophyllum, which is the blue cohosh, colophyllum. If you took like a low-potency 10X daily or even weekly toward the last trimester, uh, and particularly in the last few weeks, you're going to soften the cervix in a much more uh, rapid and safe way. And that, of course, will ease the ultimate journey of that baby out of your body into the world. All right, Dr. Batar and I are here every week doing advanced medicine. If you miss the show, medicalrewind.com, one of the places, of course, our syndicator, carries it all the time immediately after the show at naturalnewsradio.com and at GCN, gcnlive.com, along with UK Health Radio, Epic Times, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Stick around. we got lots more to go. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The information is so good, it requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, one more question for Dr. Batar about the pregnancy issue, because what what if you're in a crowded theater and a bunch of women yell, preeclampsia, I have preeclampsia, what do I do? Dr. Batar, help us out. Yeah, that's the thing that during the break, um, had that I had that moment of doubt that, wait a second, mm. that's the most important thing. So magnesium is a very, very important mineral for everybody on this planet, but um, from a pregnancy standpoint, remember that the old-time OBGYNs always recommended 
magnesium for the patients uh, that were especially had a history of high blood pressure or preeclampsia or especially if they had eclampsia or if they had seizure disorders or any of this other type of stuff that was going on related to pregnancy. So make sure your magnesium levels are are adequate and also make sure that the magnesium to calcium ratio is good. So you want to make sure that you have um, not just take, don't take just uh, magnesium, take magnesium and calcium, but you also want to make sure you have an overall balance of all your minerals. So magnesium will help to reduce the blood pressure, which is something that you start having when you have a lot of morning sickness, you have a lot of vomiting, and peripheral vascular resistance, you're going to mm-hmm. increase the blood pressure, so that's going to help to keep it down. It's going to also help to um, stabilize the uh, the vascular tree. It's very important for the heart, obviously, because it's an, the, the predominant intracellular uh, ion. So one of the things that you can do just from a basic preventive standpoint, increase your magnesium calcium levels, and that should Beautiful. hopefully prevent some of this problem. Beautiful. And, and you could do it topically as well? There are some good magnesium oils and creams, too. Yeah, I don't have much experience with that, uh, although we do do a lot of stuff topically, as you know, but I've never used the magnesium topicals. But, uh, you know, I'll, so have to, I'll have to send you some. I got, I got a great one from Australia out at the last expo I was at, which I think is really good, I think you'll like, but I'll, I'll send that to you. Uh, in the meantime, every once in a while, even the FDA gets it right, but when they do, of course, it, it's a, a freak of nature, perhaps, that occurs, and it leads to today's... Moment of Duh. What are you people? On dope? <laughs> Amalgamated Association of Morons. Local 6 and 7 8. You're crazy! What is your major malfunction? Yes, today's Moment of Duh brought to you by chemotherapy and radiation. Did you know, Dr. Batar, that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration says that radiation and chemotherapy and other cancer treatments can weaken your immune system? Yeah, that's uh, that's a real eye-opener there. They even acknowledge that cancer itself may be compromising your immune system. Well, they almost got that one right. Maybe, no, you cannot <laughs> have cancer if you have an intact immune system, and if your immune system is not intact, then and only then can you get cancer. So exactly. Not maybe, always. So, anyway. Hey, there's more layers to this moment of duh from the FDA. Do you know that the FDA, Dr. Batar, said that a weaker immune system means that you are more susceptible to infection, including foodborne illness? Well, from chemotherapy and radiation, no less. Uh, and, and even more. Wait, but wait, there's more. Foodborne infection may extend your illness, potentially leading to complications and hospitalization. <laughs> did they say and death? Uh, they did. They didn't want to scare anybody, even though it's the yeah. Food and Death or Fear and Death Administration. They didn't want to frighten anybody. So anyway, that, that's a really classic moment of dough when the FDA acknowledges that chemo and radiation could compromise your immune system. They don't want to go commit to it. They could. It could. It may. You know, we don't want to be overly committal to this. You know, it would be interesting. Send me that article because I would like. I'd like to get. Uh a response from my uh, active cancer patients on that. I think they're going to like some entertainment anyway, so they would enjoy that. Well, and, and this relates, finally, we did hear from Ty after, uh, you know, last week you claimed not to have sabotaged the uh, Outside the Box Wednesday with your own opening for Monday's Advanced Medicine. And I want you to hear what Ty had to say so, related so to that. So my point that Ty would be listening to the show, once again, I was right that Ty definitely has nothing better to do than to listen to the show. <laughs> well, let's give a listen to what Ty had to say. 
Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm gonna getting back at Dr. Buttar here. I'm gonna play like Dr. Buttar on this show. So, uh, what are you talking about, Robert? I haven't seen that article. <laughs> <laughs> he, he busted you, Dr. Buttar. He knows that you don't uh, read I, this stuff until you show uh, up. I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> oh my what gosh! All right, the ping and the pong. Uh, I, I'm not going to say the beavis and the butthead. I didn't say that. You guys are awesome. Dr. Bittar, great, great outside-the-box Wednesday. Oh, no, I didn't say that. That was Ty's line. It was advanced medicine. MedicalRewind.com. Thank you, Dr. Bittar. Hey, Robert, good that you're helping him out. He needs it. Yeah, next week you might be with TMB again. I'll be in London, so check it out. The power to heal is still yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show.